Big Fluff. My friend Nolan told me this thing about men and sex, that they think about it 238 times a day, and when they do, they play with their belts. That's ridiculous. No, no, but not, no, it, not the belt. No, 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 I, I wasn't, no, I'm thinking about the amount. It's ridiculous. It's, uh, do the math. I'm awake maybe 17 hours a day times 60 would be 1,020 divided by 238 would be sexual thought about every four minutes, and... Yeah? Yeah, it's, it's about right, actually. I've been here 20 minutes. Right. Hey, everybody. I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver lining. And we are continuing food month because it's november and people eat food in november and just november uh and we have a very special guest uh with us this week we have the person who is in the most thumbnails on hulu for top chef season 17 uh it is uh top chef contestant stephanie smar thank you for joining us hello oh thank you for giving that fact i didn't know that yeah, I, I well, I just decided to rewatch the season, um, and I noticed I was like, "Wow, she's, she's in a lot yes. of the, the thumbnails for each <laughs> each episode." And it's yeah, it, it, I was that I, that I think is a fun fact, and I, I, I wondered if it was that. just like a they maybe change them, you know, depending on when you log in. But no, it's it's the same ones and. As soon as we're done, my ego and I are going to check that back. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Also, I feel like if someone listening should just go to your Wikipedia and add that onto like fun facts. <laughs> yeah, that should be there. I think uh, that I is think so. a, as fun a fact as we can get. I love that. Whoever does that, I'm going to call you and thank you personally. <laughs> do you read your Wikipedia? Like, have you do you ever no. look at the, No. no. <laughs> I do have like a traumatic story, though. Oh, about. There is, so my friends found it. There is an alternative site called WikiFee. Oh no. <laughs> where somebody took all the Instagram pictures that had pictures of my feet and put them on this website. And that gross. That is, I don't yeah. know why I just said that. Why don't I have a uh, filter? Especially like two of them from the Hulu thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, it was so nasty so that nasty and i'm so yeah. sorry for you i guess if that's the worst thing about me on the internet it's not that bad but also yeah. i i have questions for your friend that found this because like <laughs> oh how did they God. randomly discover that i just <laughs> happened to be on this site wiki feed <laughs> and there you were and i was typing no, in the names like, of everyone i know and <laughs> it was like we were we were having wine and they were just going through like a google search and they found it and oh it was, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I made it or if this is like the beginning of my demise. Also, for my ego, how did Hobo Trash Can do versus WikiFee? Like, did the interview that I did with you last year? Was Yours that... is above, I think. Okay, good. I good. think it actually pushed <laughs> WikiFee lower. Okay, oh, good, 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 good. That's a big part of our, like, strategy, like our SEO. Thank like, you. we're trying then to I plan on for at least the next six weeks. Every week I'll be on. Yeah. Oh, nice. There's a longstanding rivalry between hobotrashcan.com and wikifeet.com <laughs> about who can get higher in the search algorithm. Yeah. Let's start that now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, very excited that you did this. Uh, yeah. When we were kind of conceiving, like doing November, doing food movies, like it just it occurred to me that it would be fun uh to you know because obviously i'm sure watching this movie as a chef like you know it seemed like your expertise will be well utilized in this episode i was emailing you in the process of watching it just really giving my true true uncensored opinions i i appreciate that and i just as a blanket statement now that you have my email any movie that you're watching if you just want to <laughs> randomly email me thoughts like that i appreciate we'll it just, like yeah all caps like until, like I, I think one just said magical crap i think <laughs> yeah i was like he needs to know yes. about this um, yeah. Please, we can talk about movies. We can talk, talk about loosely based fictional Korean dramas on food, which is really kind of my jam right now. I actually got a subscription to like a, st a 
Japanese, Korean, Chinese streaming service so I can watch these things. Nice. So what I'm is it, it? What is it about them that that you're into? I think because I have to read it in subtitles, I actually pay attention to what's on the screen. Yeah. To be completely honest, because <laughs> I get so oh yeah, I threw my phone on the bed. Like I have to be, and I really do enjoy them. And I like like the scenery and it's stuff I don't see every day. I love like learning about the different cultures. And I'm watching this one called Kimchi Family. I don't know much more about it, but it's super good. Like the storyline's great. It's an hour long. Like it's so good. Well, I I wish that's why you were here was to yeah. talk I know, about. But you want to talk about Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. And that beautiful clip that you played. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, we're here to talk about Simply Irresistible. Yeah. The well, 1999 Sarah Michelle Geller at the height of her Buffy Powers rom-com. Which, can we start with the fact that for all of the uninspired covers of pop songs in this movie, that Simply Irresistible was not one of them? I was going to bring that up, and I'm so glad because you just <laughs> jolted my memory. Yeah. I was like, they're playing like the demo tracks, like not yeah. the actually produced ones. These are the demo tracks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was just like trash reel from various recording sessions, like of unsigned bands effing around in studios that laid down a, a version of Don't Dream It's Over or something like that. And it, then it made was, it the soundtrack. I was like, all these sound familiar, like kind of felt like I was getting like, like I was at a weird salon or something that doesn't have like the rights to play the yes. actual music. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, oh, this is aggressive. Not yeah. as aggressive as a few of the um, underlining stories, but this is like pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah I, was, I think the uh, version of every little thing she does is magic was the one that stood out as the most offensive to me personally. Yes, yes. every it little thing attack on the system. Every little thing he does is magic. Oh, that's right. In, they in they also version. gender swapped it yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... as they were floating to the ceiling, which is great yeah. too. The gender swap is great because also it's incorrect because in yeah. the movie everything she does is magic. Yeah, I have a theory. Uh, no. The way Sean Patrick Flannery wore that suit was magic. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I also I I do kind of think that you you might be like you guys might be onto something with the fact that like I could believe this is just the temp music. And they just didn't bother to replace it. Like they were, it was meant to, they were going to get the rights. And then by the time they pieced it all together, they were like, eh, it's let's not just worth release it. it. So as like 1999 was like a year of a peak. You know what I mean? How old was I? I was like 13, 14, 13, really into like 10 things I hate about you. And she, he, she's all that. And like, you know, Oh, that was a heyday for like teenage rom coms for sure. It was the reemergence of Pretty in Pink. Like it was like yeah, so perfectly curated, you know. And I was like, oh, so you gave me two shots of two different movies, burnt with what's Bradley guys? Cooper, Bradley Cooper, which is a really great movie, or Simply Irresistible, and I hadn't seen it. I was like, this is going to be so great. <laughs> And in some regards, it it was just in the fact that, like, that movie made a profit, you know? Yeah. So, well, well, first of all, thank you for falling for my trap so that now I can say that you chose to watch this movie. I chose it. <laughs> but, uh, I chose it. But yeah, what's truly wild is this, yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like height of her popularity does this movie like and they rewrite the part uh, to for her because I was reading that like in the IMDb stuff that it was meant to be like an older chef character. And but because they could get Sarah Michelle Gellar, they rewrote it to make her younger to capitalize on. They killed her mother. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it was supposed to be her her mother that was, but she's dead. Yeah. You know, there wasn't one thing I do have to say was sticking to the, the time frame like of 1999. She had the glittery tank top. Mm -hmm. She had the capri pants with the heels. She had the twisted hair. You know, there was a oh, lot yeah, the of butterfly barrettes, the whole mm -hmm. deal. Yeah. There was a lot of historical accuracy that I could relate to <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> She did Time dress like a 13-year-old in 1999. It's true. She did. 
I was like, in my head, I was like trying to picture myself, like where I was, what I was doing. And I was like, you know what? I would have thought these outfits were the shit. <laughs> and then the dress and the L, I could just go on and on. I mean, I did watch the whole thing, which yeah. for me is very impressive because I'm like, oh, I would have been just reading it really fast like the, right now and being like, let's talk about it. Well, the other ways <laughs> that you can tell that it's 1999 is that uh, Sean Patrick Flannery is the lead. Fresh, like right. with, this is fresh off of Boondock Saints, right? Like this yeah, is this, post- this came out the same year of Boondock Saints, yeah, which yeah. is bananas. Yeah, so post Boondock Saints, also you can tell it's 1999 because Amanda Peet is a villain in the movie. So like we're just checking Love. all. Yeah. Love the Amanda Peet cameo. Yeah, no, that was, which seems like she she showed up for a day. Like she was like, I'll show up for a day, up for I'll a day. smash some plates and then Pete out. Like uh, I've got to go. She had other scenes cast and she just wasn't there. So they're like, ah, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah like she could have been the blonde assistant. Yeah. I kept thinking she was going to show up again. Like at the end. I did too. Cause it was yeah. very bizarre. There was no segue. There was no goodbye. She just pulled a nutty and was like, I'm out. Well, especially cause then it lays this like real, like MacGuffin, like, pipe pipeline you know like of she she sinks their schedules like i synced our schedules and then they break up and i was like oh no but she has his schedule do you just wait and no no she's gonna sabotage the food yeah she's exactly gonna, like, yeah something will happen do with her again something yeah gone. like yeah nope just never to be gone, seen again gone yeah. just like the plot just yeah. gone and there's the only plot flaw in the entire movie <laughs> <laughs> all right so i yeah I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to attack this movie i really don't know i feel like maybe just start at the beginning right and like can we try to figure out the like do, do, do you guys get the impression is it like a clarence from it's a wonderful life type of character who is the guy talk that, about another character that's yeah. dropped yeah like who the, shows the mystery a- guy who just vanishes he's like eat by my crabs this crab's gonna bite this guy you're gonna say oh something trying to go up your pants which is just like a horrible line it makes me cringe and then there's like it's almost like a shadowy thing that happens and he's gone like poof but you expect him like is he embodied in the crab oh i like that i didn't get that but i want that the same space at one point and and he shows up in the background of a couple of scenes, but you'd expect at the very least, like the last shot of the movie would be him like doing a wink or something like yeah. that. Just the crab. Yeah. Yeah. Which also, the crab is so weird. There's a lot to, I feel like, to talk about, about the use of magic in this movie and people's reactions to the magical elements, which like sometimes feel appropriate but most of the times feel pretty blasé given what's happening like like the french guy getting the steam from the dessert and then feeding the crab yeah and also just the crab like hangs around the kitchen and nobody Nobody notices the crab yeah that, that is alive like for what weeks i don't even know the timeline of this movie but days weeks hanging out in the kitchen attacking and it was people a big crab yeah big crab yeah so that that like, was odd inconspicuous yeah but there was there was all that so they also i mean it's funny because it, it's this movie felt like it got away from itself but the closest it has to like the thing that i feel like if anyone had asked me which they did not uh what i would have made the thing is like i liked the the notion of her emotions go into the food and then eating the food you feel the emotion that she felt magically like that felt like yeah. something how that, that wasn't a montage of the rise of her restaurant makes no sense to me how we only really see it like when she gives uh sean patrick flannery the crab napoleon thing. i guess it was yep. oh and the crab dish too and then again at the opening night of jonathan when everybody just essentially has a shared psychotic event together wonderful way to put that that was what it was yeah wonderful way to put that but yeah but i feel like that the rules of the world were very difficult to to track down because at one point like sean patrick flannery starts to freak out like understandably of like yes uh of these things that like every time i'm around you like i'm willy wonka floating to the ceiling like i'm mm-hmm. uh all, all of these things are happening my my three dates and then out girlfriend is smashing all your plates uh you're clearly a witch that's bad but then like 
it's I don't know. Shouldn't he like? Well, and my team, who I have ultimate control over, has hired you without letting me know to run the the restaurant that I'm opening. I think his his actual powers at that place only were that he could sign for people to get the plates for free. Like he could just sign away. He also signed for the dress. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I think he just signs for things. I don't think he mm-hmm. actually has other power. They just let him sign all the paperwork and let him think that he because I clearly that other guy was in charge. Like the guy that Dylan Baker. Yeah, he he was clearly actually well, running he was, things. Uh, Jonathan uh, Bendel uh, of Bendel's department store and right. Jonathan, the restaurant. Yeah. So he's the power like uh, Sean Patrick Flannery just has like a vanity position where he walks around stealing food from customers and signing for things. It seems like it's kind of like uh, in death to smoochie. He's uh, was it spinner or whatever? Like he's just he just goes out to glad. He's hand. just the glad hander. Yeah. When you'd think that the heir of the company would be the one that was the powerless one and the savvy businessman would be, you know. The real voice. The right. Real, instead of the other way around. The other thing that was really magical about the Jonathan restaurant was also like a place in time, like those huge windows with the shiny, sparkly drapes curtains on them the tables everything the way it was like there was some stuff where i was like okay like if you could mute it and make up your own plot it was (laughs) a little bit better but there were parts where i was like i have worked in all sorts of conditions the thought of making like boiling crabs and then de-shelling them in a sparkly tank top and I, nothing to do with like anything you know you're just like oh like i never went into a kitchen and was like today is fashion <laughs> <laughs> you know so there was just it just really left me being like what was the target audience you know yeah. especially because like Chef's clothes are very functionally designed for very. Like, being ideal for heat management and cooking. And they won't light on fire. Right. Like they're it's not an accident that that's what all chefs yeah. wear. Like it's it's very you intentional. Can, you can have cute chef whites. You can I think a lot of people yeah. do. Maybe my idea of cute is not the same but you know i was just uh, she didn't even change <laughs> no she, put, she maybe put on an apron yeah and then when she got into the kitchen jonathan's she didn't even button it up i was like sarah michelle <laughs> let's high and tight please what i am curious what you think of the two restaurants like just concept wise like do you think you know i don't know we obviously her restaurant was really struggling until she got a she went from like no concept to very ambitious very ambitious concept yeah and then jonathan's was like very fine dining and you know it was like stars and so many restaurants i can think of kind of from that time well yeah i I mean the fact that the you know jonathan the restaurant was I think the same set as the club from the beginning of Temple of Doom. Like, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> With the risers where the piano player could be. Like, in one way, I was like, like, when you go into Del Posto, if you just took all of the beautiful woodwork and stuff and and put, like, some wallpaper on the floor and, like, redid it, I was like, okay, I can kind of see, like, what this grandiose space would be but the kitchen itself was very well set up and very believable like i have to say like it wasn't horrid looking the other one was like they were in grandma's kitchen with that cute little chef she had he was adorable yeah uh yeah lawrence gilliard jr yeah. yeah, he was he was super cute. Yeah, I also by the way, that was another thing that I thought was like where it was like they were trying to show, you know, like the tension with her taking over the Jonathan's kitchen. But like that sous chef just kind of like she was like, why are you looking at me? And he was like, well, normally he tells us what to do. Like the guy's literally just waiting to be like, I I need you to tell me what I should be doing mm-hmm. right now. It's not just the two of them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right, and you know, like truffle. executive chef. 
Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, and the like, truffles, right? Yeah, the the so, yeah. What did you think? How of am the... I supposed to make my truffle slippers? I was like, <laughs> what did you truffle slipper? What did you think of the 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 original chef, the the big time celebrity chef for for Jonathan? He reminds me of so many people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that ego can't can't replace his knife. So that's actually like a very real thing. Like if somebody, not me, I mean, I'd be like, is it sharp? That's fine. But there are a lot of chefs who, if their lives knives were lost, it'd be like their lives were lost. You know, yeah. they they definitely be like, this is super traumatic. This is how can I ever do these things without that? So that's actually like very believable because people do have sort of a loyalty and a sense of comfort you know like i don't go and use other people's knives i have my knife i put it in the same place the same thing i wrap my apron around it every day i bring it everywhere i go it's in my car right now because i was working earlier <laughs> but that's yeah that's that's literally the when you get eliminated from top chef that's that's that you final pack shot your knives and go and they they always show you them like neatly wrapping it up and then you talk into the camera and you know cry and cry right yeah. Right. Have, a little bit. Yeah. Everyone has their fun, like very like rolling knife kit. And it's Yeah. <laughs> but those were and in those top chef moments, those are real. Like that's you don't do that ahead of time. They're not like, oh, in anticipation of your demise, let's roll up our knives and pack them and go. You know, <laughs> but but you hold on to your knives. So that part I was like, okay. I mean, I didn't see Sarah S SMG. I didn't see SMG without with any knives. Yeah, she did it. What I also, I mean, that was the I thing. I think done a chop. She yeah. also turned into a pastry chef at one point. I don't know if you guys picked yeah. up on that, but <laughs> yeah. she dropped the crab Napoleon and went straight to the eclair. Well, that was because she. There was some discussion that she said something about that she liked dessert first. Dessert, like that. she did. Yeah. What's the point of dinner if you don't have dessert or something romanticized like that? Yeah. Yeah, how can you have your pudding if you don't eat your meat? I think she yeah. said, yeah. <laughs> Something awesome like that. <laughs> but like pastry chefs and entree chefs, for lack of a better word, very different skill sets. Like not very to say different. that other people can't be pastry chefs, but no. typically you specialize in one way or the other. Well, also, yeah, it, it, I, oh, I was just going to say, oh, please. No, your turn. No, no, you, please. I was going to, I enjoy doing plated desserts a lot. But I hate baking bread and making cakes, you know, like really specific stuff. People have a thing, but then she made this like some sort of apple with like like an apple shell, and then there was some stuff, and then the smoke came out of it. I mean, everyone's had smoky hallucinogenic apple surprise. I mean, yeah. it's a classic yeah, yeah. American dessert. Yeah. Adelina. <laughs> <laughs> and then you cry when you eat it like and everybody knows you do yeah manically yeah. yeah or you have uh full confidence that you can succeed at whatever task is in front exactly. of exactly yeah. yeah i <laughs> i i also enjoyed the dancing like the uh um, enjoyed the dancing yeah they, when they, they just start da like I, ballroom a, dancing yes ballroom dancing uh mm -hmm. very stiff ballroom dancing well, it was in. as if my husband and i tried to ballroom dance <laughs> he recently told me he was like i was like why don't you dance with me and he's like stuff for some reason it'll be like a one two and i do one two three four <laughs> like you lead and you add an extra step no matter what you're doing and i was like that's just my enthusiasm step that's yeah. to let you know i'm into it Did you, that, that is was a scene the first time they danced that really didn't work for me because like just out of nowhere, Sarah Michelle Geller flashes him doomy eyes and then like beckons him onto the dance floor when they're like going on the tour through uh, Jonathan. Like it made no sense whatsoever. Nothing is more uncomfortable than the beckon of the finger pull towards yourself. Like that's <laughs> such a high cringe moment. Yeah. I think that's when I started emailing you, Joel. I think okay, that yeah. was actually the point yeah. where I was like, what have we done? No, there was, I, it was funny. I, the, the first seat, like literally there was a scene I was watching and I was like, that was the scene that she was watching. When, <laughs> like I could tell the exact moment that you emailed me, but also just the, the dancing thing too. Cause I think all three of us are married and like, it just makes me think too of like the, when you get married and you have to dance in front of everyone. 
and it yeah. feels really awkward. Like, I we took dance lessons. You were smart. Oh, oh see, I yeah. Okay, so yeah, Andy, you said we're smart in our yeah, own ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was dumb and just did it, <laughs> and it was a small wedding. <laughs> oh. You were Andy was there, but yeah, like it was a small wedding, and then we just had to dance while everyone stood it's around. Still and watched. Yeah, but it was Anna Sandman, so it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. No, that's it cool. was no, it's, it's, no, no. Oh, I would have loved that. It was no, we no, did. That... It, the song was great. It was Otis Redding, but like, yeah, the, the action, yeah. Uh, but you were smart. You cut it, and I cut, I cut all. I cut anything that could potentially be awkward. Yeah, and Andy, uh, he rehearsed. You took dance lessons, so you could do all the ska moves, like all. Yes. The... <laughs> yeah, we had uh, the pie tasters as the wedding band. <laughs> <laughs> Because mustard plug was booked. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking now, by the way, like talking about that scene, maybe the reason that they took the kitchen away from him, maybe the reason he wasn't allowed to decide whether she could be the chef or not is because his staff was watching him and being like, you just like walking around like you're high all the time. Like, I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, you know, you're dancing around, you're like smashing plates. Like, you know, maybe they, maybe they were concerned about his leadership. I didn't know I was. <laughs> yeah. Also, I there's a whole thing that, again, in the things that I thought when I believed that the setup was going to pay off, he was almost like a Patrick Bateman type of like controlling like. I I use like this software and I track the the happiness of the women that I date and we only go out for three dates and then I uh, break Again, up. This the... was a topic that was not explored. That's what I'm saying is like far yeah. enough to make sense to any of us. Yeah, like you right. so you set this up. You you clearly establish this character to the point that when Amanda Pete is yelling at him, it almost kind of feels justified because I think what she's saying kind of tracks with who he is. But then there's no change. He doesn't become a different well he becomes a different person but just because he just stops doing that stuff like there's because no he has a psychological break yeah <laughs> yeah because he's confronted with real magic in a world where heretofore magic had not existed i guess yeah and, and it's really justified <laughs> also the this i i'll just say the speed at which he does the math in the clip that we played at the top i the i'm just thing do yeah. you know that for the past Four days since I watched this movie. Now, what I pay attention to is men playing with their belts. <laughs> it's it actually like had an impact on me. Like that's the takeaway from the thing. I'm like, I, I just stopped wearing belts because I yeah. don't want anyone in my head. But don't wear yeah, suspenders. Don't wear suspenders. Saw this movie. Yeah, but but Andy, not many people did. Yeah, Andy, don't in wear 2021, suspenders. Twenty twenty one. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. Also, don't. Don't watch belts. Don't trust this movie. I would not. This movie no, is and not. Whose advice is that when she's like, what do I talk about? I don't know. You're in a department store. There's so much stuff. What do you do here? That would have cleared up all of our questions about Pla them. Or how about this? Plates. What if you talk about the plates? That's why plates. you're there. You know, it's like, hey, can you show me your fine selection of plates? Yeah. Would have worked. Let's drop some names. It was. The belt thing that made me giggle uncomfortably. Yeah, it was an odd, like odd, very specific choice for a movie that didn't really have that a lot of. Yeah. And then the other part was like she's talking, I think, to the sous chef, and she's like, "I kissed him." However, if you just rewound like twenty seconds, they were scooping each other up and fall, dropping to the floor in a in like a cloud. Mm -hmm. smoke it i don't kiss my husband on the floor of our kitchen like that like that's we don't and like a kitchen floor is not clean no, no matter no. how clean that's what i thought of no matter how clean it is do you really want your bare skin touching the floor of a restaurant no 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 and nobody tells funny stories or happy stories about how sober they were when they touched the floor of a restaurant <laughs> with their bare skin. You know, it's, it's, that's a point of shame. Not to shame anybody that's done that, but, you know, yeah, I was wild and in my 20s choice. and that was not a thing. That was not, that was not an option. And I've, I've worked in a few kitchens that kept pretty clean ships and it was still very dirty. Still. Still, you can't get that grease up. No. I don't Who was cleaning her kitchen? Like, you never saw anyone doing any kind Probably of dishes. Probably the martini drinking on. 
Oh, she was okay. She was doing dishes. That was another weird thing with the the yeah. weird, the weird Rube Goldberg martini maker. <laughs> yeah. Also, that also went nowhere. Well, also nowhere. the that character too kind of like because she was like we're selling the restaurant and then she just kind of disappeared from the narrative too. Then like, she showed back up yeah. on the first night at Jonathan's, but I didn't recognize her. Yeah. Well, because it didn't until it was too late. Yeah, it didn't matter at that point. But yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, even from the opening scene, they had characters that seemed like they would play a role and disappeared forever. Like the one guy at the farmer's market stand that she clearly had a romantic history with. And then forgot about him. Yeah. So did the writers. (laughs) Maybe a different person wrote every scene. Like maybe it was the director's wife. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe it's based on their romance. Maybe that's how they met. Was... If they saw an animatronic crab, then I have so many more questions than just about their marriage. <laughs> yeah, very much so. All right. Well, do we, is there anything else that either one of you would like to malign or do we yes. want to? Okay. Okay. Uh, I would like to malign the she's all that my fair lady Pygmalion-esque finish when she shows up in the dress that is apropos of nothing. It's like, oh, my God, now she's beautiful. She was Sarah Michelle Gellar the whole effing time. And she was gorgeous. I agree. And I was like, what a shitty move to put the dress in the elevator and just not go get her and be like, take out a dress because you're a grown lady. (laughs) You're a grown up. Yeah. And the, the paper airplane into the cab. Yeah, that was the closest they had to like a through line was his because he wanted to be Howard Hughes. Like that's what he with said. Paper airplanes. Yeah, he wanted to be Howard Hughes, but with paper airplanes. Uh, but still the jars of urine. So it all tracked. Well, and also he confused Howard Hughes and Hugh Hefner. There's a lot of not playing to the height of characters intelligence early in the movie. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, there was that. And then, yeah, at the end, he, he has to sink the paper airplane shot. He didn't learn again. Nobody learns to get better at anything in this movie. Like she doesn't learn to be a better chef. He doesn't learn to get better at paper airplanes. They're just better by the end. <laughs> well, yeah, because her same non-existent cooking technique just starts producing amazing dishes. Yeah, because of the crab. Well, she right, seems because to, of the crab. She seems to. Yeah. Does it? Well, that's the question. Is the crab making it, or does she go into like a fugue state? Because like the food just appears, right? Like so. The food just appears. Yeah. At like the height of hot cuisine, out of nowhere, from what appeared to be a fairly rustic restaurant before Southern Cross. Yeah. Very rustic. Maybe maybe the crab is making it, but they just didn't. The puppet had its <laughs> limitation because if you also <laughs> notice when when he floats to the ceiling. They just cut like they cut it. It's a shot of her face and you just hear him hit the ground like they did not hire a stunt guy to fall like they just we just hear him fall. So maybe they couldn't afford. You know what I'm going to bet actually happened uh, that he fell and they forgot to shoot it. I'd believe they just have the audio. (laughs) I would believe that. I'm going to say, Andy, that there is a good chance that that is what happened. They just they didn't have the heart to tell him that they hadn't <laughs> hit record because he really like landed hard. He really went for it. And he was hurt, but he was like, this is going to look great. Like when <laughs> it'll be so worth it on opening night when we have our red carpet premiere of this movie. And, I should have uh, done a little more background information if there was a premiere. <laughs> <laughs> How much denim was being worn? Oh, it could have been so good. All right. So we'll. All right, last Let's chance. Let's give it to the silver okay. linings. Well, I, was, I, was, I, I just want to make sure, Stephanie, you, if, anything else that you want to... Are we good? We're nope, good? that's great. Okay. All right. Silver linings. <laughs> I really love the cast. It's a good cast. Love yeah. Patricia Clarkson, who was his blonde assistant. She's one yeah. of my favorite actresses. Patricia Clarkson... She was surprisingly good. Patricia Clarkson was in a different movie from everyone else because she was so charming and so charismatic. And every time that she was on screen, she lit up like I was so into the Patricia Clarkson movie that was existing on the the edges of this movie. Like she was fantastic, like from start to finish, every scene that she's in stealing desserts from people like, you know, all of her her moves. No, I huge fan of hers. And she was unabashedly flirting with Dylan Baker. (laughs) Yeah. 
she was she was the she was the star she was yeah yeah she was very good she if it could have been more her <laughs> it, yeah it's kind of like it reminds me with uh you let well, february right we did uh how to lose a guy in 10 days on the show and that has katherine oh. hahn in it and you're like it feels like, like that kind of situation where you're like this person should be in like you should have thrown out the script and just pointed a camera at them that almost makes me wonder like was patricia clarkson cast as the middle-aged woman originally oh, you, and then they you. got smg and they just shunted her to a tertiary don't, character don't even say that how dare you hey this movie committed a lot of crimes so i wouldn't put it past <laughs> by the way i i keep like so uh my wife molly she watches uh frazier a lot we watch frazier like on repeat such a but good the, show it is but it's uh, patricia clarkson is so charming in that uh show that i every time fraser breaks up with her for nonsense reasons even though we've watched the show a hundred times in our house i get mad every time because she's <laughs> that great. yeah i'm still i'm still i'm mad kind of thinking about it right now honestly there's a connection yeah 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 no she's great so she's she is fantastic for sure also but joel she... looks for any chance to bring up kelsey Grammer while doing this podcast I, look <laughs> look and no offense to you who are uh, like my okay, you no, are a kelsey... dream you are a dream guest and i'm so happy you're here but if we can ever get kelsey Grammer on this show that's that really would be it i really because we, we did start... we did this movie money plane and i wish you had been here for that and had been emailing <laughs> me when we watched money plane because i just want to talk to kelsey Grammer about playing the grouch uh what was it darius <laughs> no, the, the rumble the yeah right because his was, name is darius emmanuel grouch aka yeah. the rumble yeah in money plane it's his best work so that's a recommendation yeah. I might have to watch that after this you should it stars him and professional wrestler uh adam copeland aka watch yeah yeah so. say no more <laughs> <laughs> that was our thought too yeah um but honestly, like the rest of the cast, like we already talked about Lawrence Gilliard Jr., who is a delight as a human being and an actor, mm -hmm. um, loved him. He was uh, her sous chef, for lack of a better word. Yes. Yeah. Also, the just one who did all the work. Yeah. Shout out to him, too, because uh, Andy, who still performs uh, improv in Baltimore, he he is a huge supporter of improv in Baltimore and regularly shows up to festivals and that. sets there. Yeah. yeah. He took classes with uh, the Baltimore Improv Group. So, that's, yeah. Yeah. So, that's so cool no he's a really cool yeah he's a guy that if you're in baltimore you end up running into at things yeah he's very nice so yep. in the baltimore yeah all right so the cast it's a good food city too yeah yeah <laughs> i know crabs my favorite food ironically yeah for a while to the I don't, is it still there any because i i moved from baltimore like five years ago but for a while the voltagios had like that inner harbor uh, yeah, i think it's like i think family plate is still open yeah i think agio closed but i'm not 100 percent sure on that yeah so. but i think volt might still be open in frederick yeah no there's the friend yeah i would be shocked if that was yeah thatcher in the rye yeah yeah but uh but yeah um no great food city baltimore for sure all right, where are we at? So we've got the Other cast. silver linings. Yeah, we've got the cast. <laughs> yes. And he really kind of took the I know, right? wind out of my sails on that one. I know. He kind of, it was so broad that he encapsulated, you know. <laughs> okay. I know, we can do this. Um, we can't talk about the music. Um... I mean, you kind of said I'll I, I'm putting you on the spot, but you you mentioned how much you enjoyed reminiscing about 1999 fashion. So I don't know. if okay, that, Yes. Great, yeah. great, great. I thought I could see myself in almost every outfit SMG was in. Not in the kitchen, and though. Not in the kitchen. Not in the kitchen. Yeah. But like yeah. probably when I was 13, though, that's what I thought I would look like in the kitchen. You know, cute and you'd have your twisty rose and your my butterfly twisty, yeah, my choker and a lot of patterns. Yeah, your um, multicolored denim capris and your baby doll tank top. It's like sign me up. I might bring it back in the capri. Yeah. I, you could also call it a culotte. Yes, <laughs> a nice uh, chunky platform. Sign. That's the only way I can walk in a heel. Just make sure it's just a board of cork. Um, so I did enjoy that part. 
There's so much to enjoy about not enjoying it. You know when they're just those great movies where you're like, wow, this is not my cup of tea, but I think I've just aged out of when it could be my cup of tea. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, you know, is. like if you had seen it when you were 13, I feel like maybe you feel different. I think I would have been yeah. totally into it. I know I would have been. <laughs> were you and someone, I'm shocked that I didn't see it. Were you at that point? Did you know that you wanted to be a chef? Like, was that already? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's why I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't think I, didn't see it. I, I think this I, movie came and went from theaters. Like, I think I get yeah, that I impression. It's probably accurate. Yeah, I get that impression. Yeah. I'm going to throw out Amanda Pete. No one plays uh, an evil current soon to be ex-girlfriend like Amanda Pete did in the late 90s and early aughts. That's true. I thought she was the most beautiful actress when I was that age. I was like, you're not wrong either. A babe. Yeah. Or she was like up there, you know, with Julia Stiles and Rachel Bilson. God, I haven't thought about Rachel Bilson in 15 years. I... Honestly, I'm not either, but that name came right to me. <laughs> it did. Yeah, that <laughs> was came right to me. That was right there. Yeah. Um, the, and there's also something really beautiful just about like a simpler time of movies, you know, like I don't know any 13 year olds now, so I don't know what movies look like for them. But, you know, your parents were not scared to send you to go see Simply Irresistible. No, no. And the mid-budget rom-com doesn't really exist anymore. And it was such a glorious niche. Like, I I learned a lot from those rom-coms. They also, unfortunately, made me want to cut my hair into a bob. And I was kind of a chubby 13-year-old, and it wasn't a good look. And I couldn't understand why my mom wouldn't let me do it. But that's fine. I don't hold it against her or anything. What's your... What's your number one? Do you have like a favorite of that era? I know when I was that age, it was she's all she's all that's good. Yeah, that was that was like. I remember being so obsessed with that movie, like I would cut out like the ads and like paste them on the collage, you know? Yeah, yeah, some good collage work and like. I loved a spaghetti strap in that beach scene. I was like, you rock that one piece. I think I think every guy that was in their teens in that era fell in love with Rachel Lee Cook as well. Rachel Lee Cook. And you know what? I've even seen He's All That on Netflix. I watched that. Oh, how's that? I enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Nice. Right. I enjoyed it. I have to say it was perfect for a midday relaxing movie to watch. And you just made it clear that you you do not have 13-year-olds in your life. So that was you. Just you you sought that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that was that was all me. I was like, yeah. ooh, new movie. <laughs> That's good. That's named like a movie I like. <laughs> yeah. He's all that. She's all that. But Rachel Lee Cook is also in it. She makes a cameo. She oh, that's looks awesome. Fabulous. Is it now? Is it does it take place in like the same world? Like, is she playing the same character or um, let's just say that they didn't hold as tightly okay. to the nuance. Laney Boggs. <laughs> she is. I, no, she is. Like the Freddie Prince, except it's her daughter. Okay. Okay. So okay. she's she's a different she's character. Mom. Okay. All right. Ah, mm-hmm. All right. Got but it. it's still quite enjoyable. Nice. You know, the original is always the best, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. So you're a big fan of My Fair Lady, then, is what you're telling me? <laughs> that is sort of the My original of that story. One hundred percent. Sign me up for some Audrey Hepburn. Oh, always for always. sure. All right. She can hold the singing though. <laughs> yeah. Well. Mm. That's why Marnie Nixon did all the singing in that movie. Have you ever heard um, Audrey Hepburn sing? I have not. No. It's not good. I saw a clip. Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. It's spirited. It's fine. That's fair. All right. Do we... Can we count this, Andy? Do you you feel like we did it? Do do we do it? Okay. Like, there's a lot of actors to love in this movie. And you will not love them any less watching this movie. And that's sometimes a risk watching actors that you love in bad movies. Mm-hmm. So I, will, I will say that yeah. as a statement. I will say if you had told me in 1999 that the star of Buffy and the star of Boondock Saints teamed up for a movie, I would have been very confused when I watched this, that this was <laughs> the movie that we got. But, you know, 
<laughs> it still it was like it wasn't it it has a, a special place and it honestly it is a movie i will probably never forget as i have spent my entire time talking about it i hope i hope that we we gave it i hope that next time you're in a kitchen and uh i don't know maybe you're making crab that you'll you'll mm-hmm. think of this movie and this experience or and, a hallucinogenic or you're apple doing dish full yeah, of smoke yeah or you're doing drugs in a kitchen and and having uh, all these things seem like they could be possible yeah like <laughs> any of thing could happen yeah. or you and your husband start floating towards the ceiling of the kitchen any of these on things. the hallucinogenic apple yeah yeah well and actually that's i mean if you're going to make out in a kitchen it's probably safer to do it on the ceiling than the floor that's probably Absolutely. that's probably why like, at least yeah. cleaner Cleaner yeah. as long as it's far from the vents. Yes, the vents are gross. Always. This is how like literal I can be about something. I'm like, ooh, but if you get too close to that, there's still a layer of grease and it's funky. <laughs> no, I remember cleaning vents at uh, one of the restaurant jobs I had, and it was never like they never got clean. <laughs> no, the board of health would come in like, and you'd just be like, ooh, <laughs> how ironic! We were just cleaning those through the dishwasher. Right now. <laughs> Uh, well, before we let you go, I, I do want to ask because I'm curious because we're, so this is November and, uh, you know, Thanksgiving. Do you do you do big? What do you do for Thanksgiving? I'm curious as a chef, like if you have a big. I wouldn't call it big. We get together with family and friends and I make all the pies. I make all this. OK, so I. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. What are all the, the pies? I, I want to hear all the pies. So pumpkin, pumpkin and pecan. Apple. Okay. Do you have what's the, I think if you're going to yeah. do pies, which is three or chocolate is the other one I think you can possibly do. You, do. do you have a preference? Like, because I know people are very divided pumpkin and pecan. Like, do you? I'm pecan. You're pecan? I'm pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. I, like. I really like sugar. Yeah, yeah. No, the caramelized sugar. Bite. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Like, I can just I can chew I can chew sugar. It's also, corn syrup with sugar. I see yeah. I like I think with the pumpkin, I like to cover it in so much like whipped topping that you can't actually yep. see any pumpkin. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So you make pies. What else? What else? I make all the sides typically, the potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the green bean casserole. I don't typically do the turkey because I grew up, ironically, in a featherless household. So anything that had feathers was banned because my dad got like, he says he's allergic to things with feathers, but he eats chicken wings. It's a very confusing, like, smart family. (laughs) We just don't. There's no feathers on the wings. I don't know. (laughs) We just accept it for what it is. Like nobody's ever really gotten down to the crux of like, why doesn't dad eat anything with feathers? So we always had spiral cut ham like from the grocery store. And my dad takes out the blowtorch. It's a whole spectacle. That's very nice. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. They always have ham in their fridge. It's very strange, but it's fine. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. If I had a way, I just cook a bunch of chickens. Yeah. Like I like chicken better than turkey, but I do love the pageantry of Thanksgiving. It's nice. Like, yeah. It's fun. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I would feel like, like if you're into it, I could totally understand as yeah. like a, a working chef, if you were like, I, I'm taking that day off. But like, if you're into it, I feel like as a chef, it's a good like showcase. It's a day. Yeah. It's a and showcase it's day. It's all like mostly everything can sit out. So you don't have to be in the kitchen as much. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. It's it's like the one day that I feel like yeah, like everyone. It's it's the holiday devoted to food. Like that's that's yeah. nice, you know. Yeah, it comes good. second to the Fourth of July. Yeah, this which I just love. I just love the Fourth of July. No, that's a good one. It is. I'm a Thanksgiving over the Fourth, but uh, I do love a good barbecue for sure. Yeah, you know? I think I I think I like Thanksgiving more too because also you know what I don't like about the Fourth of July is the month on either side of random people letting off fireworks in neighborhoods. That's true. Yeah. When we lived in the city, we used to play fireworks or gunshots. Yeah, yeah that's a that's Baltimore's national yeah. pastime. <laughs> yeah. It's both. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes it was both. Dave was like, "That was not yeah. a firework." Yeah. Some somebody gets shot while letting off fireworks, yeah. and it's very confusing. Yeah. 
All right. Um, is there anything would you like to point people towards uh, if they would? Do you say, are you still doing the my shitty kitchen? Like, are, are you still going to come back in okay. some capacity? I moved, so my kitchen's not shitty anymore. So okay. we have to rework the concept a bit. Okay. Yeah, because I I noticed I noticed it's not mm-hmm. there. I miss it. So uh, it was the best. Yeah, it was. No, it's great. Uh, but yeah, so is there? Uh, do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Uh, follow me on Instagram. Okay, and it All is. Right, it is. You can follow me on Instagram. It's at Stephanie Smar. Mm-hmm. C is in Charles. M is in Mary. A R is how I tell everybody. Um, and there's tons of food and life and my dog, Mr. Bear. All sorts of fun things to see on there. But not your feet Excellent. anymore. You stop taking photos of your feet. No more I'm, feet pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. All right. Uh, but no, thank you so much for doing this. This was awesome. Yes, thank you so much. This was super fun. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy to see you again. Yes. No, you have to come back at some point. You have an open invitation, oh, yeah. both for this show and, as I said, to email me, uh, you know, any movies that you're watching, if you have thoughts. One thing that you have forgotten, Joel, is you gave me your phone number. That's true. And I texted you right before, so just get ready. For yeah. the picture text. No. Pl- oh, my God. And also for Thanksgiving, please take photos of all of your food and send um, it to me. I'll take awesome. pictures yeah. of the first person to cry because that's yeah. also a Thanksgiving tradition we hold. But yeah. <laughs> very close to our hearts. Amazing. <laughs> I, will, I will also, uh, pets, uh, costumes, pets and costumes, any of those I accept as text. Aww. Yeah. Like, like for sure so no we're look i i keep trapping people with this on the show but we're friends now so that's why yeah. you're you're here yep. we, we've become friends. friends yeah this is great so so yeah feel free carte blanche uh yeah but this is awesome this is so much and you thank you guys yeah and happy thanksgiving if we don't talk again but we're going to but yes <laughs> yeah i've got pictures to send all right perfect all right yeah thanks so much thanks guys Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. We have to ask. It's a podcast where we answer the question, are you going to eat that? What will you leave behind? Why get out of bed? Will you be our neighbor? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. We're two hosts. Infinite Universes. We We have have to to ask. ask. New interviews every Tuesday. Find us on iTunes or online at wehavetoask.com or with the other great podcasts on the Peak Sloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.